FIS Castaway, the podcast keeping you in the know about the shipping and commodity world. To keep up to date, sign up to our FIS Live app at www.fis-live.com or follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. Hello, welcome to Castaway, FIS's freight and commodity podcast. It is episode 82 of this podcast as we come into the end of the year. Penultimate episode of the year. I, exactly, I the penultimate think. episode of the year. We will be doing next week a kind of review of the year, so longer than usual, but uh, I guess we'll have little contents at the start of the podcast so you can flick to the commodities that you're really <laughs> actually interested in, too, uh, in, interested in rather than uh, listen to the entire thing. But, of course, you can listen to the entire thing if that is well, you your do. bag. Um, <laughs> but, uh, again, this week we're going to be talking about all the Fs, the fuel, the freight, and the ferrous sign, or specifically on that one bit. But uh, we have a, a nice little quick review looking at the news, looking at the indexes, and a little bit behind the scenes of what's been happening in the last week since the last podcast uh, before we move on to, I guess, a bit more of a, a longer-term view historically. And I might even quiz some people on where they think it's going to go next year, mm. next week as well. So something definitely to look forward to there. But it is uh, Wednesday, the 1st of December today. So welcome to December. The run into Christmas is happening. Uh, but what's actually happened in the news since the last podcast? Well, a new variant of COVID-19 has emerged as the next threat to normality across the globe, with travel bans and new lockdowns being announced. Uh, with the World Health Organization saying that this is causing a very high risk. Inflation hit 6% in Germany, the highest in three decades, adding further pressure on the ECB to do something about it. A controversial figure, Eric Zemmour, declared his bid for the French presidency in what is uh, becoming a very busy field, uh, it seems. So that's something to look forward to next year as well. Uh, activists have called on Glencore to spin off its coal assets. Uh, the US celebrated Thanksgiving. However, dinners were on average 25% higher than they were in pre-pandemic levels uh, in 2019. Is that, that cost-wise or are we just talking calories here? I think it's just, just cost-wise. <laughs> just cost-wise. And the UK announced that all adults will be receiving a booster COVID-19 jab in an effort to avoid any stronger quarantine measures. But what impact have we seen in the indexes? Well, uh, Tuesday the 23rd versus yesterday, Tuesday the 30th of November. Well, Brent has not had a good week. Minus 13.5% if you take the end of day reports on FIS. Uh, 7072 closing. It had been 8174. Uh, the high sulfur fuel oils. Also dropping down significantly with that drop, minus 12.5% on the ROT, 3.5%, 3.6965 closing, and 3.8690 on the SING, 3.80, 13.5% down. The very low sulfur fuel oils, less of an impact, minus 12.1%, 4.9026 on the ROT there, and SING, 0.5%, 5.3051, down 10.5%. And on the uh, high fives, uh, the ROT high five has come off slightly, 121 now down 8.3% and the Sing High Five, almost a non-mover at 144. What about the freight carry? Well, the Cape Size 5TC average is at 37,181. That is up 3,550 or 10.6%. Relatively mild week then for the Modest. Capes. Yeah. Uh, and the Panamax 4TC average at 23,961. That's up 4,291 or 21.9%. And usually the Panamax is moving substantially more than the Capes in the past week. Exactly, exactly. Uh, on the iron ore, we have the 62% uh, at just over 100, just clawing back on that level, 110 cents. And the 65%, 116.90 closing last night. Uh, on the tankers, TC2 up 8.2%, 161.11. TC5 also up 3.2%, 114.29. VLs still stuck at that 40 level, uh, just uh, early 40 levels, 40.55 down 3.9%. And TD25 down 4.6%, 111.25. And the EUA futures, big gainers of the week. 
uh, 75-26 closing last night had been 69-33. Another massive week. gain on those EUAs. Uh, as we said, there's only one way this goes. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and a long-term period. So it does seem that this week, iron ore has been uncharacteristically uh, calm, with oil markets being the one that's really reacting to this new COVID variant. Uh, and Panamax is, as you said, Kerry, leading the way on the freight well, very unusually. exactly, exactly. The good news is it was another bullish week across the board, including for the Cape sizes uh, for the dry freight, uh, most notably just in the past couple of days. The view on the physical right now I must say gels nicely with what we said last week, that the fundamentals of demand were never weak enough to see that Cape 5 TC average stay down at 20K or below. And indeed, the C5 West Aussie China jumped 95 cents yesterday uh, per ton against firm demand. Well, even the relatively lackluster C3 Brazil China is approaching the $30 mark again. So on the whole, uh, it looks like Santa bringing a positive end of the year <laughs> gift to uh, ship owners this year. No comment on whether that means they've been naughty or nice. But looking at the paper market, the rollover to Jan as the front month has seen a relative decline in value on that contract based on the seasonally much weaker Q1, with Jan 22 trading at 22.750 this morning. Um, I would not take that as indicating any fundamentally negative sentiment. It's just the fact that the Q1 is seasonally much, much weaker as a period for the Capes. Um, and the Q1 itself, uh, the Q1 strip trading 18,250 this morning, that's down a touch based on a bit of profit taking after the gains of the past few days. Panamaxes, though, as you say, have been the real star of the show, uh, with bullish sentiment lifting that 4TC average by a stunning 21.9%. This has been led primarily by a very busy transatlantic market with the gas crisis in Europe, finally, I believe, apparently starting to manifest in some increased TA coal business. Uh, while well, the front hall has picked up very strongly as well. In the Pacific Basin, the rises haven't been quite so dramatic, but indices have been green across the board for a week now. And essentially, uh, you know, that has shown up on paper as well. Um, Jan valued 22,650 this morning on FIS Live and Q1 at 22,050. That's up about 2,000 week on week, despite, again, a bit of profit taking yesterday. So, Generally positive outlook on the dry freight for now in the short term. Um, you know, let's see how much more profit taking happens, though, on the paper again as we come to the end of the year with people closing their books out. Very good. And uh, you've mentioned, obviously, FIS Live there. And it's also good to, to note that the new version of FIS Live is out, version 3.1, with <laughs> several added features there. So do go take a look uh, yeah. at that if you can. But moving to oil and products, it has been... Um, if you were just looking at it generally, pretty significant move down on what's happening. And as exactly. if there's a market that's taken the news of the Omicron variant badly, then it is definitely the crude markets. Indeed. With oil heading for its biggest monthly loss since the, the early days of the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, and investors obviously looking at this new variant and uh, all the conversation with drug makers and other health professionals saying that we may need new vaccines and then we have no idea whether there's going to be effective or not. So this has obviously spooked the market. We had a 11.5% move down on Friday uh, on Brent, uh, closing its lowest level since September. So that was a significant move down on that day. Uh, it followed the usual pattern that we've been seeing over the weeks that it would collapse into the end of the week and then, ah, oh, it's not so bad, yeah. the next one. But this was a significant move off down with it uh, moving several days, big digit numbers uh, on that. If you look at in terms of month on month, uh, 
Oil moved down 19% in November and is set for its biggest monthly loss since March 2020 uh, because of what we're seeing with this, with this virus. And also, the, you know, have the backdrop of those extra barrels that we talked about last week being released from strategic reserves, the US, uh, UK, uh, China, several other countries will be doing that as well. Yeah, so that, that coordinated release against uh, uh, people panicking uh, uh, yeah. about rapidly rising prices now seems like a distant memory, doesn't it? But, uh... It was finally the straw that broke the camel's back uh, <laughs> on those things. But uh, I think it's fair to say that perhaps the reaction at the end of last week was yeah. overblown and you have seen the market recover again yeah. at the start of this week especially this morning we have seen a bit of recovery uh, since those big losses uh opec saying that it is now considering perhaps pausing the production hikes that has been touted for several weeks now on things uh, it could hold back that that was about four hundred thousand barrels per day supply increase for january may come later so actually that has pulled levels back above that 70 level uh where we were agonizingly close to, to pushing even lower on things, but we are significantly moving up. Uh, concerted effort to move back up again this morning. Also thrown into the mix has been the discussions about reviving the Iranian nuclear deal. Uh, Iran has been saying that it wants all sanctions, sanctions taken off for it to commit to a new deal. <clears throat> the consequences of that would obviously be a lot more oil on the yeah. market. US saying that this isn't possible. There's no surprise there. So obviously a lifting of restrictions would add uh, several million barrels a day of, of production to world supply. So yeah. actually, it's, it's quite a significant thing and would actually achieve what President Biden has been trying well, to do. Well, exactly. This is the question, isn't it? Hmm. Um, and, and, you know, one, one has to wonder, I guess, a little bit as well. Um, you know, we don't have enough information on this new variant. Um, it's all well and good that the head of one drug company in particular was on TV saying, you know, these vaccines simply won't work. But you know, it does sound like he might be talking his own future business up a little bit when he does mm. that as well. So uh, buy more, please. Uh, yeah, exactly. Buy more. We'll make a new one. Um, so so let's wait and see for a couple of weeks. Um, there's also rumors that it may not be as severe as the original variants. We just don't know. So let's yeah. see. It's definitely something if you're looking yeah. at these markets, especially with the oil market, that seems yeah. to be very much pinging, hinging on what's been happening on that. Uh, any news coming out about that, if you're, you're you're keeping an eye on things, then it's going to dictate where significant movement exactly. is going to be for this going forward. But as a result, on the fuel laws, the FOGO, pri FOGO prices really have collapsed uh, with ROT moving some 100, minus 127 to 100, minus 106 and the SING minus 80 to minus 55 and a half. So if you look at the context of what that drop in crude oil has had on the different types of fuel, high sulfur fuel oil loss, this was at the end of, um, this was during Tuesday, sorry, yesterday, that it had gone down some $55. Very low sulfur fuel had lost some $60 of its value, and the ice gas oil, 88 of its value. So you can see that that gas oil yeah. more significantly impacted, and therefore the shrinking of the difference between the fuel oil and the gas oil, the FOGO spread, has really had an impact. The high sulfur fuel oil crash, uh, crack is rushing back up, moving from minus 1385 to minus 1195 as well, but not really having any sort of impact on those prices there. On the physical side, with uh, this is our partner engine east of uh, Suez Fuels, uh, mostly down with that sharp drop down in crude uh, and bunkering has been suspended in some South Korean ports. This is again uh, rough weather, experiencing gale force winds. Uh, so that's having a significant impact on that. Again, we're seeing continuing very low sulfur fuel oil and low sulfur marine gas oil availability uh, remaining tight in Singapore with lead, time, lead times up to eight to 10 days and six to 10 days respectively for those two. So significant problems there. 
The same is true again of what we've been talking about in, in Gibraltar. There's still slight congestion uh, there because of the weather problems uh, and they are predicted again some more bad weather. But uh, again, the European and African bunker markets have come off significantly with that Brent coming down, uh, impacting things. Uh, the uh, Rotterdam Verlo sulfur fuel price is down 110 metric tons since climbing to an all-time high of 617 metric tonne per metric tonne on the 26th of October. So you can see a significant move down on prices in the physical market there. In the Americas, uh, again, it's come under renewed pressure on prices because of those Brent values coming off so significantly this week. Uh, and availability of prompt product has tightened further in Panama. So that's having another impact specifically in that location there. But if we move very swiftly to the uh, ferrous side of things on the iron ore market, just a very brief look of of the market bit relatively calm compared to what we've seen across this year last friday the iron ore front futures value was below 100 bucks uh, following many of the other commodities in falling along with the news of that new variant when we saw that big significant move off uh with brent that over like, near over 11 percent on that uh but with the month roll and little better world sentiment things have again popped above that 100 level and uh, futures have remained there just above that 100 level as you know, investors are engaging whether improved profit margins as well as uh, a lower guidance from top producer will actually help prices. Now, uh, this is uh, on Monday, Vale, uh, as the second world's as the world's second largest iron ore producer lowered its production guidance for the year from 315 to 320 million tons. Um, to uh, 320 to 335 million tons had been the original uh, level so it's a significant drop but again previous forecasts had been 346 million tons so that drop in production figures should help support prices a little bit better and we have seen that nudge that above that hundred dollar mark again however it is important to say that the uh that giant the mining giant vale does currently see iron ore prices likely to stay in a downward trend going into the new year um, however, there are questions about whether the conclusion of the Winter Olympics in Beijing could mark a turning point as all the questions about pollution and the production restrictions could be lifted uh, and cause a bit more of a surge of demand for iron ore product there. In contrast, some analysts are saying that lifting of steel margins could as a positive sign for the d demand side. Uh, and actually, there's some rumors that were numerous steel mills in Tangshan are preparing to ease production cuts. So there are some glimmers, some green shoots that perhaps this could uh, stall a continued significant drop off on prices there. But uh, definitely a thing to be watching at the end of the year and something to review and remind ourselves of where we were because uh, a year ago uh, at the start of the year on things. So something that we will be producing for for next week in the in the review of the year podcast uh, so do tune in for that one next week uh, but also says about thank you for caring for this week's uh, quick update on the freight on the fuel order and the uh, iron ore markets this week but as i said uh, a big review of the year next week for across all our products that we cover here at fis a good reminder of what where we've been uh, and i guess some some inkling of where we're going to be going in the, into the new year with things potentially hopefully a more normal year than we've had this year and last uh, but uh, it's definitely something to to look forward to for next week so uh, if you've been listening this week then do join us again for the bumper episode next week 